Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of Leverage 2 Market Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. I'm here today with Charmaine Hammond, who is an international transformational speaker. She's a best-selling author and a business owner for the past 16 years. She's presented to more than 75,000 people around the world, and her clients include government, industry, SMEs, nonprofit organization, and educational and healthcare facilities. Since releasing her books in 2010, she's been on a mission to help authors and aspiring authors make their book a business. So Charmaine's here today to share some marketing tips that have brought about interesting and powerful results. Thank you, Charmaine. Great to be here with you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So Charmaine, first let's talk about, I've heard you talk about the importance of building a circle of champions. What do you mean by that and, and how would that help someone in marketing? Mm. A circle of champions is really a group of colleagues, friends, and other supporters that you can connect with who will be a circle of champions for you. And what I mean by that is that they just love your message so much, they love your product, your book so much, they're happy to share you with their audience. And the beautiful part about having a circle of champions is that they typically share their influence in their contacts, and you can do the same for them. So it really creates this reciprocity in marketing efforts. So they're, they're kind of like evangelists and people who just believe in you and, and have good influence out in the community and, and different markets? Exactly, and we, we discovered that because it just tends to be how I naturally um, work. I, I love to support other people on their mission and what they're doing, share their good news and good gossip with others. And I started to see that as I was doing that, people that I hadn't even met had started to share my message and my books and products with their audience. How interesting. And you talk about sponsorship too. I, I've, he- I've heard mm-hmm. you speak and I know that's a pillar in your marketing and business plan. Tell us a little bit, first of all, how you define sponsorship, and and particularly for a a small business person like yourself, an entrepreneur, a speaker, how do you define that sponsorship as opposed to, you know, having Nike sponsor an athlete, Um, and how does that help with your marketing? Mm. Sponsorship, really, the way I look at it, is a marketing relationship between that SME or that author or speaker and a bigger brand. And some of the ways that we have secured sponsorship that have really assisted us not only in our marketing but also in our in our ability to generate revenue in the business is that first of all we looked at in-kind sponsorship. We went out and approached businesses that we knew had relationships with and looked at where they could be part of our marketing team and they would provide a product or service that we needed in our business and they would do that at no cost to us. And in exchange, we became a marketing champion for that in-kind sponsor. And some of those in-kind sponsorships that we've had, I think we've had 37 now, that has led into bigger forms of sponsorship and certainly gave us big leverage when we went to large brands to secure cash sponsorship to help us on our different business activities. Excellent. So so tell me about some of the ways that some of the activities that that someone could do to identify and connect with a potential prospect or sponsor. Mm. There are many, many activities. One of the first things I always recommend to authors, speakers, entrepreneurs, small businesses is to 
really think about what big brands are a perfect fit for what you have to offer. So where is there some alignment, some shared values, uh, some similar beliefs and missions? And then you want to really research that company so that you have a full understanding of who they are, who they serve, who their target audience is, and most importantly, what their marketing objectives are. So that's part of the homework assignment. Reading their annual reports and press releases can be a great way of finding out what they tend to get behind, what they sponsor. And then the second part, the second part of the activity would then be to access them on social media. So in a sense, becoming a champion for them, for their product, for their services, connecting with them on LinkedIn, Pinterest, following their discussions, and getting engaged. Because sponsorship really, in my opinion, is a relationship. It isn't just an exchange of a product or a service or funds. It's really a relationship. So we start with the relationship, and then we can go into the conversations about exploring sponsorship potential. Have you ever had in your past, you said I think you had 37 sponsors, have you ever had any kind of gotchas, things we should look at and say, oops, be careful not to do that when working with sponsors? What, yeah, one of the so the the 37 sponsors we've had have been um, in-kind sponsors who have provided all kinds of amazing supports, products, services, in-kind. And one of the things that became really clear to me at the beginning was that we had to identify the agreement. Who's going to do what, by when, and how? So in some of the agreements, it was really informal. These were colleagues and friends of mine who um, lent their business support to our initiatives, and so we summarized those agreements in an email. But with sponsors that you don't have a formal relationship with, I would really suggest people doing up a simple agreement, and it really prevents any um, issues from cropping up. And it reminds the small business or the author, speaker, entrepreneur about what they're agreeing to in terms of supporting and promoting that sponsor. That's important. That's important. Mm -hmm. So good to know up, up front and to be sure that everybody's on the same page. Yes, you got Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So certainly as an author and as a speaker, a media is an important part of a marketing plan. So I want to ask you two different questions. I want to ask you about traditional media opportunities, and I want to ask you about kind of new media or social media. So first, mm -hmm. tell me about um, media opportunities. How do you find those? How do you just start? I mean, certainly I would think once you start getting some media exposure, it builds on itself, but how yes. do you get started? Well, the first thing we did was we hired a publicist because when I started out, I really didn't get the game of media. So the publicist helped us identify those opportunities but also taught me how to work with media. I also got media trained so that I could be strong on camera, be really strong on radio. And then from there, after we learned the process, some of the ways that I now find traditional media like print opportunities, TV and radio are through Help a Reporter Out. It's Harrow. Yep. Reporterout.com. I love that website and pitch rate and um, media radio guest list. Those are the three that I get a lot of opportunities to be on radio and in print um, medias. The other task that we set out in our business was to create a really active and current media list. So anytime I meet somebody from the media list, I put them into a spreadsheet so that I can make sure that I send them my press releases and keep in touch with them to build on media that we've done in the past. Excellent. So that's important to know. And, and again, when you said once you keep that going, and once you get in there and people know about you, then it does start to build on itself. Yes. Yep. So how about social media? Let's talk about social media, new media, the kind of uh, digital stuff that, that everybody is, is talking about. 
are there certain social media platforms that you find to be more effective, and how have they helped you? Oh, you know, I, I'm LinkedIn actually has been a very, very good tool for us because a lot of the media reporters, journalists, uh, radio hosts, they're on LinkedIn. That's a great way to connect with them to build a relationship. But you can also share the links to the media that you've been ah. on on LinkedIn, and that's really important. And I make sure that I send the, the media host a copy of any blogs that I do following the show. My, my process is that we've set up a system when I am on a radio show. I work on doing two blogs after the show to summarize the key points I talked about and, of course, to put the link back to that show host's page and to the link up for the site that I was on in terms of radio or media. And what I found is that the radio hosts, the journalists, they love that because they see that author, entrepreneur, speaker sharing them out with their audience long after the interview occurred. So that's one way that we've been using new, new formats and digital formats. But also having an electronic press kit is a great way of keeping track of all the media opportunities that you've been a part of. Excellent. Good to know. And so what's in your electronic press kit, just to let folks know? We ha in our electronic press kit, we have endorsements and testimonials. Some are video and some are our type. And we also have a list of all the media that we've done. And, and our publicist has created that in a way that there are print media, so that's newspaper, magazine articles that we've been in, also book reviews, TV interviews that we've been on, and it's a short description with the link, and then radio shows. We also have information about me as a speaker and an author and about our books. And the goal is, is that we work on keeping that updated about every two to three weeks because I am doing a lot of media, and what happens is that it starts to look outdated very quickly if yep. you're not putting the new media on. So that's important. That's mm -hmm. important, absolutely, to um, to make sure that uh, that everything is is updated and and not just put out there once and and forgotten about. So that's exactly. a great thing to remind people. Good. So and, and this is fascinating. We can talk about this for hours. Let me just ask you one more question. Uh, one of the things I've heard you talk about is why college and university alumni are important to a marketing plan, and that's not something I hear very often. So tell me why you say that and how you would include them. Oh, I love college and university alumni, and I never knew how important they were in marketing either. It was my husband's suggestion when my first book came out that I send my alumni association a press release. I didn't really get why, but I did. And what I found was a month later they had featured me on their website in their newsletter, and then an, an interviewer called me and asked if she could do a two-page spread in their yearly magazine. Excellent. <laughs> Wow. So I thought, this is great. And, of course, the dollar value, if I were to go and buy a two-page spread with graphics and, and so forth, is a lot of money. And then, so I have several universities that I've gone to. I started, of course, approaching them all with our press releases, and all of them have uh, promoted our book signing events, my speaking events. They've had me um, promoted several times in their magazine, online articles and just recently a couple of months ago I was awarded with the outstanding alumni of the year from Renaissance College University something Excellent. I certainly didn't expect <laughs> That's wonderful. And and again college alumni that's that's an ongoing a, a growing audience because whether you graduated last year you graduated 20 years ago people still look at that type of information and they say hey what's going on here. Exactly. So it's a, a great way to reach people you wouldn't be reaching otherwise. Mhm. Mm 
Absolutely. Well, thank you, Charmaine. We've been sitting here talking with Charmaine, who is a speaker, author, and business owner about how you can market yourself uh, very successfully as a business owner, speaker, and author. So I want to thank Charmaine for being with us. Thanks, Linda. Great to be with you today. If you'd like to find out more about her, you can go to her website. And I'm going to spell that because I don't know if everyone will spell Charmaine correctly. It's C-H-A-R-M-A-I-N-E. H A M M O N D uh, dot com, and we'll have that on our uh, on our blog site as well. So, Charmaine, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay, this is Linda Popke. Until next time for Marketing Thought Leadership. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by Leverage Two Market Associates. If you'd like to find out how powerful marketing results can transform your organization. Contact us at www.leverage2market.com.